0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now a bunch of news updates. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And if you've got tips or stories you want us to cover, you can email us at at gmail.com or hit us up anywhere socially. But let's jump into it with the strikes still ongoing, which we support unequivocally. Go 100%. SAG, go WGA. There's not a lot of Marvel news coming out, but there is, are still a couple of things happening that we can plumb into. A little, maybe more businessy things, but here's a big one D23 has announced that they're still. Going to happen September still a thing. Going to happen September eighth through tenth. This is Disney's big fan convention that happens yearly. There's a lot of Disney fan focused stuff, lots of stuff about the theme parks and cruise lines, and just general fan culture. But of course, there's two big things that are happening for Marvel potentially. Question asterisk. The first one there's going to mm-hmm. be Marvel's Avengers Beyond Earth's Mightiest Heroes celebrating 60 years on Saturday. This is going to be a comics focused event. Uh, Since, apparently, according to them, it's been since 1963, Avengers number one came out. Marvel Comics editor-in-chief C.B. Cebulski will be there to talk about the history of Avengers across six decades and beyond. Um, So, again, sounds sounds very uh, comics-focused, which is great. We love comics, but not necessarily for the purview of this podcast about Marvel TV and movies. However... Big one is Sunday morning, there's going to be the Walt Disney Studios Showcase. This is their chance where they always show off new trailers. They tease news in the past. Marvel, Kevin Feige has come out and been like, here's our timeline. Here's what's going on. So there's always a lot of big stuff that comes out of that. What do you think, given the strikes, is actually going to happen at this panel? Because I'm... Dubious, I guess. I Huge
1: say. news. They're maybe delaying Marvels until 2024. <laughs> uh, not the biggest fan. I mean, that's something that I, I think is very much in the air. Will they push Marvels since the movies are not doing well that are coming mm-hmm. out now because there's no actor promotion? Uh, because they're on, every, all the actors are on strike, so they can't do any promotion, um, rightly so. That's part of the negotiation uh, technique here. So I don't know. What do you think will that movie get pushed because I feel like this is a time this would be a time to talk.
0: Well, about this that. is this is jumping ahead to our last or second to last news item we could talk about that. Uh but I actually think the current th- status of this is that the Marvels might move up its release date mm. if anything which I, I hear what you're saying. It would be wild to put out this movie without having Brie Larson and Teona Paris and Amade Valani uh, go out and promote the movie, Samuel Jackson, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at the same time, they might be banking on the fact that like Marvel movies sell themselves. And right. obviously, we've entered a weird period where maybe they don't. But at the same time, I think <laughs> like if there's a safe bet to put it a movie theater without the stars promoting it it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. So what's actually happened there is that Dune Part 2 shifted to next year because they specifically called out, they don't want to do this without Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya and the rest of the cast available to promote it. So that moved to next year. That means that the Marvels, which previously may not have gotten IMAX screens at all, now gets them at least for a week if they can, if they want to do that. And potentially might even move a week earlier to November 3rd to take even more advantage of those IMAX screens to buff up the box office before the new Hunger Games movie comes out on November 17th. So I don't know. I don't know if they'll move it up a week unless they do like sneak previews. I could also see, just to speculate wildly, I could see IMAX being like, we're bringing back Oppenheimer and 70mm for a week because they know that's going to kill it in terms of money. But I don't know. I kind of feel like the Marvels is going to stay on its release date to be frank.
1: I sort of think so too. That like you're saying that is one of the only movies that can't that, that can can work without having a ton of promotion. Um and you know these the studios need to put something in the movie theaters cuz otherwise um it's bad for that for the the movie theaters and mm-hmm. they need to also make some sort of money even if they're operating at a loss What they from what they could have gotten for these movies. Um, but it's a, just a strange time. As far as going back to the showcase on Sunday, like, I don't know what else, what else can they talk about that is something positive? Cause there's plenty of things they could address, yeah. but this is a, a showcase where they're going to want to talk about something.
0: positive. Yeah. They don't. As far as I recall, they don't usually talk about TV stuff. They're not usually talking about Disney Plus stuff because this is Walt Disney Studios. They're talking about theatrical yep. movies. So normally I would say this is a great time for them to plug Loki and show off an exclusive scene in a new trailer. Or they could talk about Echo if they want to talk about Echo. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of stuff they actually have coming up – I think I don't think they're going to do anything in terms of a revised MCU timeline. They're not going to say, we're splitting Secret Wars into three movies. They're not going to do anything about that because they don't know at this point. Yeah. They certainly have plans. I'm sure they've talked about things, but they don't know what's going to happen. But I do think it's reasonable for them to show off a scene from the Marvels, to plug that. They might do something very advanced about Captain America 4 just because they have the footage for that. They could also, like we talked about uh, in the last podcast with the second season of Loki, they were filming Deadpool. I could see him having banked something for Deadpool 3, potentially, or is Oof. that
1: too far out? Is that crazy? No, they could have – they could definitely have something, um, especially with Deadpool, where you could just show like a bit, a gag mm-hmm. from the movie and, and be like, look at this exclusive thing. Like to the point we were talking about, like since they don't have actors to promote, this event actually t- – takes up more importance, I think, Mm -hmm. in like, hey, we need to show something here. We need to drum up some interest in what we have coming out. So actually it does make a lot of sense they would show something from the Marvels that would be newsworthy, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe some sort of reveal or some sort of scene we haven't touched on yet. Um, But because we also don't know a ton about what the actual content of the movie is going to be, we know there's this sort of farce element of them switching places is that something that takes up five minutes of the movie or 90 minutes of the movie? I Mm -hmm. think any sort of gesture toward that, I think would be cool and sort of give us an insight of what the actual tone of the movie is.
0: Yeah. And to that point, uh, I think just to be very clear about it, this is just pure speculation, but I think all we're going to get is potential footage of things that have already been shot. We're not, I saw some people being like, we got to get the fantastic forecasting there. That 100% is not going to happen. It will not well, happen.
1: I think for two reasons. I think they, uh, they aren't doing anything right now because of the strikes, and also deals aren't being made. Right. Like you're not – no actor is negotiating that right now publicly, especially with something like this. So you can't – there won't be any of those announcements because it's, again, because of the strike.
0: And the other thing that's probably important to mention about the showcase before we move on is it's not just about Marvel. You know, they have a lot of other things coming out from Disney. They're probably going to be pushing their new animated movie, Wish. I'm sure that will take up a good chunk of the presentation. They have other animated movies they're working on. Maybe they'll have The Rock pre-tape something about the Moana live-action thing. You know, they're they're going to be pushing a lot of stuff there. I also don't think we're going to really get anything about Star Wars theatrical movies at the same time. Like, they're not going to announce future plans because nobody knows when there's going to be a Hollywood again. We're only going to see things that already exist.
1: Well, and on top of it, as much as we talk about like superhero movies and Marvel is in crisis right now, there's no studio more in crisis than Walt Disney animated movie studio Mm -hmm. stuff. The Strange Worlds was a absolute disaster for them. So like – They need to win harder than anybody in the uh, studio system here. So I bet they're going to be focusing, like you're saying, on really getting that out there more. And they have, because of the long tail and what it takes to make an animated movie, they probably have more to say because they Mm -hmm. had more done before the strike started.
0: Yeah. And there's live action stuff as well that they'll probably be plugging. Again, I, I would expect we'll see Kevin Feige come out, present something from the Marvels, maybe some other stuff that they've shot at this point, but they haven't shot a lot, so we'll see. Why don't we move on to something that does previously exist and has existed for a while, but this is some nice news. I think we are finally going to get physical releases of Disney Mm. Plus shows. Loki and WandaVision are the first two. They're going to be heading to Blu-ray, both with bonus features. Loki is coming on September 26th. Division is coming on November 29th. And then, not for the purview of our podcast, but just so everybody knows, The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2 are going to be released on separate sets on December 12th. Now, the only one that we know about at this point is Loki in terms of what's going to be on the set. But it's going to be every episode on discs. They have a 4K release, so it's going to be a very nice quality if you have that. Nice. But there's a bunch of bonuses that they're releasing. One is designing the TVA which is stepping into the set of season 1 with the production designer and Tom Hiddleston with a sneak peek of season 2 also you get the official TVA orientation video with Miss Minutes there's a gag reel there's a deleted scene that includes Frog Thor showing up yeah. for real very exciting another deleted scene where Loki holds Sylvie hostage and then assembled the making of Loki the I believe previously released feature at that was on Disney Plus. Uh, So what do you think about this? There's so much discussion about streaming versus physical releases. What are your thoughts? You're against them, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, no, only streaming. I want to be able to lose the things that I love um, from my digital uh, digital bank, Uh, the vault, as it were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's nice for like people who love this having a physical physical media is definitely the way to make sure you will have something going forward especially in this age of things vanishing all the time some of these features look uh, really nice the deleted scene with uh frog thor gotta right. be fun uh, get that guy out there a little bit more um i don't know i mean is this something you think you'd buy I don't know.
0: I'm definitely – first of all, they were very nice-looking sets. Like, they just – they did not just fold in the box art. I know that's maybe the most minor thing for everybody, but this is not just like the Loki poster and they threw it on there or the WandaVision poster and they threw it on there. Like, they legitimately created art just for these sets, which I think is nice. It also makes them feel of a piece with each other. But like you're saying, I don't think they're going to pull Loki or WandaVision off of Disney Plus anytime soon, but we've seen very clearly that streaming is not permanent. Physical copies yeah. have their own limitation in terms of the how things actually exist over long term. But if you are looking for something for probably most, if not all, of your lifetime, you should get the physical release of it if you want to watch it again and be sure to watch it again. Because who knows, Disney Plus maybe not around in five years probably but who knows at the pace that entertainment is going so like if you definitely want to own something physical media is the way to go i'm not big on owning stuff so i don't think that i would buy it personally but if yeah
1: you're a freegan
0: yeah i'm a freegan if so like if i found it in a dumpster i'd pick it up
1: yeah that's it just like right next to the big bag of popcorn
0: <laughs> exactly but this is good this is a good move i hope they do more of this i hope people do buy these so they do make our because it's a net positive for the world to have these things out there if you Definitely. were going to do a third set after loki and wandavision what's the third one
1: you put out from oh it gets a little dicey after that mm-hmm. um i don't for something that people want you're saying
0: right the that they like would really, buy that they would like mm,
1: to buy like a successful idea okay mm-hmm. well this gets into a lot of our specifically you and i and our takes on the successive marvel television series mm-hmm. which are a little dice here compared to our third host sure. and um the world in general perhaps uh, so i guess nothing <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, i mean it was I kind know, of telling that, that they like Hall, here's here's marvel.
0: mandalorian seasons one and two yeah. Dot. Dot. Dot.
1: <laughs> uh, but getting back a little bit, like it is good to have these. The um, for all the creators behind these, they this is something not to only talk about the strike, but this is something that was negotiated in previous uh, mm-hmm. studio negotiations. Like this pays out to the um, the creators in a, in a good way. So, like the DVD releases, there's there's back end money that goes to the writers and directors and everybody that worked on the show. So that's really good if you need one extra reason to buy. These ones, you are technically supporting them by buying that as well as paying in the people that are um, causing the strike. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a little bit of of both. Um, So that is good. I mean, I think once you start doing this, I feel like there's going to be a demand for everything to be on Blu-ray, right? Like Mm -hmm. they will probably put all the rest of the Marvel TV series on. It
0: depends depends on whether they sell. I mean, that's the basic thing. Like they're looking to get more money out of this stuff. So if they put them out and people are like, yeah, you did physical media, not buying that though. That's not good. They're not going to make more of that, or they're going to pare down the releases, ultimately make them bare bones until they give them up entirely. But, like, I saw a lot of people, for example, confused that they weren't putting out a Miss Marvel release here to tee up the Marvels, which I understand in theory makes sense, but a lot less people watched Miss Marvel. On Disney Plus, that watched Loki at WandaVision. So, from a financial perspective, it doesn't make sense to put it out there because you don't know what the audience is gonna be. It makes a lot more sense for them to take Miss Marvel, throw it on ABC like they did so they can get yeah. more eyeballs on it because that, in terms of licensing, in terms of cost, isn't as much money.
1: And let me say, of all of them, to answer your earlier question, Miss Marvel would be the one I think to put uh, out on Blu ray. I would want to put out mm-hmm. on Blu ray because. I'm sure the the d- deleted scenes and background material would be really interesting because they did, at least in the first few episodes, take larger swings when it came to how the show was built and the art of it and all that. So I, seeing more about how that came together would actually be interesting.
0: Yeah, and it also – it aims towards a younger audience, which is more likely to buy physical media potentially, so – I agree. We'll start petitioning Disney to make a physical release of Miss Marvel. Last but not least, let's talk about Echo. We teased this earlier, but there's been a lot of rumors flying about Echo shifting release dates. According to TV Line, they said there's no official word, but as as far as they heard from insiders, Echo is staying on its November 29th bingeable release date with all episodes coming out then. Great. But what do you think about this? Should it move? Should it change to a different schedule? What's your take?
1: I, I don't think so. I mean, the it makes sense the 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 movies are shifting because it's such a uh promotion heavy industry. TV, I feel like it just shows up and you watch it. You know, you don't it's you don't have to go out. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think keeping this on uh despite the what's happening with the strike makes a lot of sense. I don't think they will shift it. It We still don't know. The idea that it's all dropping at once is sort of a strange indicator to me that maybe they're not super confident in it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think shows that they really want to crush, they do like two episodes like uh, Ahsoka that's currently coming out. Like two episodes, and they we're getting weeklies because they really think they can draw the audience along and get more eyeballs. To drop them all at once is is strange. So I don't know why that's happening.
0: Yeah, well, particularly because I'm curious to see how their experiment with Ahsoka worked. They shifted the release time from 3 a.m. on the East Coast to 9 p.m. on Tuesday on the East Coast, or 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, which I thought was great. Like having. Yeah. These episodes drop during prime time in America so that people can be chatting about them and not waking up at a crazy time. And then, like, some people are watching at three, and some people wake up at a normal time are like, God damn it, there's clips and spoilers all over my timeline. That you can really yeah. push it to, you know, reinvent broadcast television to have an event that's happening at night that everybody can watch. That's a great idea. I really hope it worked for them. I hope and I think they're going to do it with Loki as well when that comes out. But I do think a little bit about this is strike programming where they don't have the stuff on the broadcast networks happening in the same way. So they're able to experiment with these things and they're able to do these things. Tying it back to Echo, I, I sort of wish they'd do the same thing there. Like I sort of wish they'd just push through and be like, Okay, we drop episodes Tuesday at nine PM, or literally program them like a broadcast network because that works for people for decades. People yeah. like that, even if it's having Echo running from November for the next six or eight weeks or whatever it is. You got Percy Jackson and the Olympians is clearly their big push at the end of December. If that's going to be their eight o'clock show, have Echo be their nine o'clock show. It's fine. Like people will get with that stuff. I think it's great. It's.
1: It- It's very funny to watch these companies after Netflix sort of disrupted all media realize slowly like, ah, we made the wrong choice. We followed (laughs) Netflix into a trap, (laughs) basically, and we need to slowly or perhaps quickly go back to the broadcast model that everyone is used to and likes, as opposed to like the binge model, which everyone is sort of sick of. And it messes up the way we talk about shows and the press cycle and all of that. It makes it much harder to have sustained numbers and you know to really build a hit when you're just dropping everything at once you can't build it literally yeah so like to see them being like hey they have this innovative idea of releasing it at a time when people could watch it's like yo get your shit together you guys and yeah, get back to th- what people want Exactly.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. I assume Echo is probably going to stick with it because like you said, I don't think they're particularly confident in the show, but curious to see what happens with the release schedule for everything else going forward. And that is it for the moment. Once again, if you got tips or stories you want us to cover, you can email us at comicbookclublive at gmail.com. Hit us up anywhere socially. You can support us at patreon.com slash comicbookclub. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We'd love to chat with you about Marvel stuff. Apple, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay
1: marvelous. We need frog versions of every Marvel hero on these deleted scenes. Let's go, that's what the people want. I'd hop into that.